Hello and welcome to a brand new Five Heart Podcast. I'm Greg Mahochko, and this fellow up here, this handsome silver fox, is none other than our founder and fearless leader of Coronation.com, John Dam Justin. Hello, John. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm okay. I thought it was going to, you know, I thought the end was near. We were supposed to have 800 inches of snow in Minneapolis or Minnesota, and we only got like a foot, maybe 10 inches. Well, that's not kind bad. I mean, that, that also means that the meteorologist was way, way off. Actually, I think they were pretty accurate. It's just that it snowed most of the night, and it's amazing how quickly they can clear things up around here. So um, it was, you know, things are going well. Good, good. You you didn't have any transportation related issues. Well, I don't I don't go anywhere. Even better. I mean, nobody went anywhere. They they called two days of school off ahead of time, and uh, yesterday it really didn't even snow at all. And then, uh, well, it didn't snow much. And then today, you know, things were pretty good. So, but I don't usually don't I don't go a lot of places. I work about ninety five percent of the time at home. Nobody wants me anywhere anymore. Nobody loves me. Well, that's not true, John. <laughs> we we love you. And we're excited for the the spring plans that are uh, being in the works uh, for for people to get out and meet you face to face, John. We don't talk about it a whole lot here, but I know you and Todd discuss it uh, periodically on Monday Night Therapy. But there are plans for a little coronation get together and for uh, an opportunity. Maybe a little tailgate or something for uh, for the public, our, our viewers and our listeners and our readers of coordination.com to uh, get together and meet some of the faces behind the brilliance oh my that God. is com. Well, yeah, Todd has mentioned it and Aaron has mentioned it, and I hope that they just uh, do stuff and then tell me when to be there. <laughs> yeah. By the way... By the way, I know that there's been complaints about my audio issues. I have worked with the support of our Restream. We use Restream as our streaming vendor, and I've worked with them. And my internet is not good enough. And hey, John. I, yeah? Remember a couple of months ago when you were asking me about my laptop? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, well, what about your router? And I said, well, my, it says I have a 5G capability, and, and you sent me to Amazon to get these little five cards mm-hmm. and I put one in my laptop and, and, and since then there's been complaints. So John, you work in, in the field. Yeah. What's the issue? Well, the issue is that I have a 400 megabit Comcast connection, but it only does 10 megs up and I thought it did 20 and I've changed this honestly somewhere along the line. So I upgraded it today, but the upgrade has not taken place yet and basically when i asked them okay when's this going to happen they said ah sometime in the next few hours your router just reboot and you know you'll have new internet so this is why i'm bringing it up so if i just disappear in the middle of the show my internet is being upgraded (laughs) not only that but when you do come back you'll be coming back crystal clear and and the viewers the listeners are going to get full job 
by the way, Aaron is in chat and he says, wait, I'm planning. Yeah, you, you and Todd should plan. People don't let me plan stuff, man. They don't. They, they know that if they let me plan things, I just show up to a place with like, well, it used to be two bottles of liquor in my hand and go, well, did you guys bring your own? And, you know, that's kind of how it goes. Uh, people don't really rely on me to plan things anymore. Well, I don't know if they ever did. <laughs> I, I'm much more of a tell me where I need to be when type of guy myself. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and Aaron says never go full John. Well, I don't that that I don't know what that means. Well, because I said when you come back after your modem reboots, then then we'll get crystal clear full John. Oh. It's like you don't listen to the show sometimes. <laughs> I'm thinking about my. I'm, that's true. You're listening to talk I, instead of listening to listen. That's true. That is true. That's how it goes I, with these things. It is. It is. Uh, I want to spend a little bit of time. We we have topics, but folks, we have bona fide, have honest to god topics. Okay. Um, Are they good we spend, topics? We'll let the listeners decide. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh, I want to spend a few minutes, and and I know that uh, you and Todd talked about it. What whatever bits you could squeeze out of Todd because it's basketball. But let's talk about Fred Hoiberg's squad. Yeah, and and this little bit of it, this is not unusual. You know, they put little second half runs together in the past. Um, you know, and, and winning some games that maybe they they aren't supposed to win, but it's just this team's a lot of fun to watch. They are. That's true. And and I like how uh you mentioned uh Keisei Tomonaga on you know Monday night. I and I know I, I like how you mentioned Keisei and Todd mentioned Kisai. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't even bother correcting him. No, no, but we chuckled at it. Uh, but uh, I'm going to try to try to draw a comparison that I hope doesn't come across racist. <laughs> I I see his enthusiasm for the game and some of his his mannerisms and going down the court. And he reminds you. You remember Major League Two? No. Okay. Might Anybody been, else? Might, is that is that is that the one with wild thing? Well, I mean, that's they, they both have Charlie Sheen in them, yes. Okay. Um, but in 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 uh, the second one, uh, Jobu has lost his magic again, and and they bring in a Japanese player, and his his thing is uh, he, he's famous. He's uh, talking to Serrano. He says no mobbles, and and some of those some of those mannerisms. I feel like. Tomonaga, at, not not to say that he's making any of these claims, but just some of those, uh, you know, I feel like the dude's got grapefruits, you know? <laughs> grapefruits? You know, not marbles. He's got grapefruits. Okay. <laughs> you know, he does, he, I think the thing is, is he was, when he was brought in, we all heard about, you know, this Japanese guy that's played in the Olympics and he's going to be a shooter and uh, da 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 da, and we're now we see. My God, when he gets going, he just gets going, and I think that he's just an amazing player. I think that between him and Derek Walker, you've got a 
you know, the Japanese Steph Curry who can who can make plays <laughs> under the basket and he's well timed with his moves that he makes under the basket against very large guys a lot of the time. Uh, they've got Derek Walker who can just seemingly score for I know we call him our big man, but he's really not that big relative to other big guys in the Big Ten. And then you got Sam Greasel who's been an excellent guard, point guard. He's that's been the missing component all along. And I think no. You know, the, the point guard thing has been a real problem, having a real point guard and then being able to assist and dish the ball really well. And I, that's what they do well. They play together as a team. Where we haven't seen that, you know, we didn't really see it in Fred's three previous years, I don't think, as much. Maybe at the end of the years, but not, I don't think, to this level. So, No, I, I completely agree, and it's something I've been saying you know, for for a couple of weeks now, as they've been on this little bit of a roll, um, but you had tremendous talent. I, I think Fred's brought with him in, in every year tremendous talent, right? But you know, I'm, I'm going to say this as dramatically as possible. Uh, but even Michael Jordan wouldn't win championships by himself, right? You know, uh, and I and I think the fact that that there's maybe fewer stars but all around better talent, if that makes sense, uh, has, has been a really uh, uh, nice feather in the cap. And, and yeah, I want to talk about Tominaga because an interesting statistic that you wouldn't think would have taken 25, 26 years uh, to happen is he's the first player since Tyron Lue to score 20 or more points in five consecutive games, uh, and Lue did it in seven. Uh, back in I think the ninety six ninety seven season, um, and that is just mind boggling to me. <laughs> wow! You know, it because we've had good players, but they've just never put together a run quite like Tominaga has. Right. You know, I'd, I'd put it this way that, that kind of tells you. I think that tells you something about the state of Nebraska basketball. Uh, where our program's been and what where we've been and and maybe why you know I see still see people on social media commenting that Hoiberg should be fired. Uh, I guess you know they never come up with a solution for that. Nobody ever says he should be fired and they should hire this guy. Of course they don't because you know we don't do that. And the only name anybody ever comes up with is Lou for a head coach because nobody has idea. And I noticed that one of the other podcasts out there, I made a comment on Twitter a few weeks ago before we started down this win streak. I made the comment, I think it's the Go Big Redcaster. Is that their names, the Herdak guys? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I made the comment to them that nobody cares about Nebraska basketball, and they have been using that against me since. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, I don't blame them. It's easy to beat a guy up for that. But it, the fact is, is uh, nobody, you know, when we do shows or when we do articles on Nebraska basketball, they don't get near the hits about that then if we if we would have titled this show with football headlines, more people would show up. And that's why a lot of people on like YouTube or podcasting don't do anything but football because they know that the drop off is huge there. But sure. um, I guess I look at Fred Hoiberg and I think, you know, he can just stay for as long as he wants. And I hope could it's you, a long time. Because could our you basketball program is just not good. No, uh, but it is also on it I I've I've been saying this now. It it's in an upward trajectory. Yeah, I would hope so. 
I mean, you look at what we're losing. We're going to lose. We're going to lose Derek Walker, Sam Greasel next year, two of the key components to that. And who are they going to replace him with? And I think that's the thing: is that you, if you go on Facebook, eighteen ninety, the collective has a Facebook group, or on Twitter and follow them on Twitter. They are posting who they're signing with nail deals all of the time. Hmm. I don't, I don't recall seeing any basketball players. And I think that's a big issue for us. Are we really going to commit to having a good basketball program? Because I think people would like it. I think it'd be fun. I realize we're all about football, but I think it would be a fun break for people to kind of go, hey, you know what? We can beat Purdue. We could sweep Purdue. That would be nice because screw Purdue. I I would like it. I, I, I understand that the rest of the Big Ten, here's the thing with the Big Ten, and I've said this before, when you beat Iowa in football and then you beat them again in basketball, it hurts them a lot. Yeah, and it hurts yeah. Purdue even more. <laughs> it hurts Michigan. It hurts Michigan State because all those schools, Indiana, you beat them in basketball, you've caused them pain. And right. what do you want to do to these schools? Cause them pain. I do. I want to laugh at these people and make fun of them because that's what I see sports as being for. Filling the empty void that is my life, Greg. You know, you know what? Uh, th- there's only one. There's only only one thing that can fill that void, John. Yeah, is it? What is it? it it's it's our Lord and Savior. Okay. I thought you were going to say something about you. No, okay. no, come on now. That that be that be inappropriate. Fred uh, made this great point. I I'm uh, 100% in agreement. Uh, Nebraska ball hasn't been awesome, but Hoiberg is incrementally evolving. I agree. I think part of Hoiberg's strategy, part of his success at Iowa State, was get in some heavy hitters, get in some some top notch talent. It that did not work at Nebraska, so he's he's maybe downplayed the the one and done Bryce McGowan types and he's going for that more look when when he came he he um went you know he, he shermaned uh scorched earth the the previous roster right. almost nobody survived you know you have to build that foundation you have to to uh have some guys some depth some guys who who are all in on the program, uh, and Fred says I don't want to see him fired and start over with yet another guy. I agree with that. I think I think the thing is with Nebraska basketball is it's a tough nut nut to crack. I think it's just hard to figure out how you're going to win here. And you know, giving a coach, we are all prepared to give that other guy seven freaking years because he asked for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And they had a blue blood program to play with and all the resources on the freaking planet. He could have gone out and signed a quarterback for 20 million bucks. And I'm not even joking about that. But you turn around and look at the basketball program and you go, oh, it hasn't worked in three years. Well, I don't think it's going to. It may not ever work, but God, at least it's been more fun to watch lately than it's been in quite a while. Fred also asked, uh, Greg, what are you drinking? He says, I'm drinking, ironically, Thunderhead Brewing's Frost Warning. It's 99% off the discount bin now. <laughs> uh, I went back to Old Reliable. Honestly, this is the first beer I've had. Cause I, John, you remember last week I was sick and I was coughing and hacking half the damn time. Um, and and I, 
this is the first beer that I've had in a couple weeks. I just went back. I still have some in, in the uh, fridge. I've got the Schlafly Pale Ale out of St. Louis. Um, it's it's reliable. You know, it, it, it never lets me down. And and and, uh, and it, it, it's got a good flavor. You know, Bud Light used to have that as part of their their motto, their catchphrase. They're saying uh, it used to be, uh, for the great taste that won't fill you up and never let you down, make it a Bud Light. And the problem with that is, it doesn't have a great taste. No, and it does let you down. Um, but this Schlafly Pale Ale is is all reliable for me. I I can always get it. I'm never disappointed. So that's what I'm drinking tonight. Can I put one up? You, you, John, it's been a long time since you've had a drink, buddy. You can have. You can put as many no, up. I... You can put them back. You can do whatever you want to do. I saw that too. Blaine Cole from Japan says, Tomonaga has Ben Paiyu. I think that's how it's pronounced. No idea how he can so be so athletic with those. I don't do it. You got to explain this, Blaine. What the hell are we supposed to do? I don't know Japanese. Uh, I watch ben anime, Paiyu, but I don't know anything. Ben, but, but, so Ben Paiyu is a plant. It's a fruit. It's a citrus. Uh, the problem is, I mean, not problem. It, it's okay. It's good. It's good for, and I only know this because I Googled it, actually, at the moment. Um, but it, it's a, a fruit that is about, like, the size of a bowling ball. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm glad I brought that up, Ben. Yeah. We all learned I, I, something. We all I was learned very, something. Not knowing what Ben Paiu is, if I'm pronouncing that right, I was very skeptical to put it in my Google machine. <laughs> But I did, and now I know. Now we're all a you little. Can never, you can never be too careful. You can never be too careful. Uh, back on beer, real quick. Uh, Fred says he's a big fan of Kincader and Site One. If I ever get the chance, so um, we're gonna have to have Aaron and Todd fill me in on these details uh, of the potential meetup in Lincoln because uh, I don't live in the area, right? And and I already have three maybe four trips for work scheduled this month or this year so i'd like to participate i just you know i also have the the twins john the twins are two years old today congratulations it's not i didn't do anything well you got them this far. i mean i i, I did i, I did this far <laughs> they're, they're they're still kicking and i've helped uh or, or at least not hampered um but uh, yeah, it's it's tough to to go away for a, a weekend of uh, fun and frivolity and leave my wife at home with the kids. So maybe yes. I'll see if they want to go to exciting Lincoln and take in a. We could get a little game. robot and put like a camera on it for you. <laughs> um. All right, a couple things here. Brian Bauer checking in says Hoiberg uh, started out somewhat by his choice with one player on his roster. And that dude was a white guy from Iceland. May have been a learning experience for Fred. Yeah, I think was so. That, was that Thor? Yeah. Yeah. But that wasn't... They, Thor didn't come on with Fred. Thor was here with Tim right. Miles. Right. Um, and then uh, Clutch Hat Trick, although the way it's spaced, you think it's Clutch Hat Trick, says XFL pretty fun right now if you got the itch for football. The uh, The... Seattle Sea Dragons are hosting my third favorite football team of all time, the St. Louis Battlehawks, right now on Thursday night football. Probably, uh, you know, can't say that for 
trademark purposes. Uh, and it's 12 to 8 Seattle. It was 12 nothing Seattle. So, uh, uh, they're St. Louis, St. Louis won, John. I don't know if you know this. They scored two touchdowns in the last 90 seconds on Sunday against San Antonio. And uh, it's pretty exciting with those XFL rules. Are you familiar with the XFL no. rules, John? No. Can I tell you? Can I tell you? Sure. So okay. You have, you can, you, you score a touchdown and then you have the extra point or a two extra point or a three extra point, right. uh, you know, conversion, uh, a three point conversion. And then in lieu of an onside kick, you can try a fourth and 15 from your own 25. And if you convert, you get possession. And if not, the other team gets terrific field position. And St. Louis did that. And then they went down the field and they scored a winning touchdown to Austin Prohl, the son son of uh, Super Bowl champion with the St. Louis Rams, Ricky Prohl. So. Wait a minute. Fred Sacco mentions, Fred Sacco says the New Jersey Generals got Adrian Martinez, him, Riley, and Diaco, just like Montana, Walsh, and Buddy Ryan, look out, USFL. What do you mean, Diaco? I didn't realize Diaco had a job. Bob Diaco is with the Generals? <laughs> uh, I don't, I'm, I'm trying not to uh, uh, fact check um, Fred. I, I, I tend to trust Fred. Um, yeah, no, he's... Uh, Defensive line coach for the New Jersey Generals. Oh my! Well, he's a line think coach. About the, okay, he's a position that, that's coach. That's quite a demotion, would you say? Wow, you're still you still get probably paid decently. I don't know about decently. Let's be honest. Well, that's true. It's the USFL. Um. Yeah, clutch hat trick says. Uh, how does he still get jobs? Uh, it's not he about. He knows people. I was going to say, it's not what you know, it's who you do. Okay. That's kind of weird. We should move on from that. All right. So let's talk. Uh, let's jump back to Nebraska ball. Uh, things have played out kind of the, the way I'd hoped. We go back to, you know, a, a couple weeks back, uh, there was the win uh, the overtime win against Wisconsin on on Saturday the 11th, and then there was the short turnaround because they played at Rutgers on Tuesday on Valentine's Day. And then they had from Tuesday to Sunday to kind of rest, get their legs back under, and it turned out because they beat Maryland uh, this past Sunday in overtime again. Now, over you know, two of the last three games being overtime wins, you need more rest. They don't play again until Saturday at home against Minnesota, Another little short turnaround because they're home against Michigan State on Tuesday, and then they don't wrap things up until Sunday, March 5th. So, really, I mean, I like the spacing. I like the scheduling, how it's played out in the last couple of weeks for Nebraska, and I think right. it really sets them up for success. Well, I mean, they, they should beat Minnesota. Minnesota's not good. I mean, Minnesota's only won one conference game. And uh, what is it, Michigan State's next? You know, the entire Big Ten is just not uh, – Purdue's good. Uh, the rest of the Big Ten is just kind of, I don't know, swirl around in your drink kind of thing and see what it tastes like after you pour some unknown ingredient in it. Uh, Northwestern is in a, a position to win this conference. And nothing against the nerds, but let's be honest. If the nerds are in position to win the conference of basketball – 
they do have that buoy kid who's a freak shooter, but at the same time, that means everybody else is way below their usual standards, like Michigan right. State. So, you know, I Nebraska plays well. Every one of these games is going to come down to pretty much the three things. Number one, do they start well? In other words, do the first few shots go in? Because if they start well, they get – you know, they start to get energy going, especially if they're at home. And number two, how are the refs calling the game? You know, because if the refs start right out and give Derek Walker two fouls, and, you know, if it becomes ref ball early in a game, I think we we have depth issues that other people don't have. Blaze Keita has played a lot better lately. He goes after things. He's he, I don't think he's a scorer, but he's a good guy to have on the floor that's doing things. And number three, uh, I was supposed to make something up in my head for number three. <sighs> you know, I, those two things, I think, are the biggest thing. I guess the other team would have to be number three. Are they going to have a good shooting night? Because, uh, I mean, if you see most of the games Nebraska wins, our defense kicks in and we help hold people to pretty good uh, – you know, to below their scoring standards, to below their their usual performance ratios, and uh, let's go with those three things. The first two are certainly correct. It's it's all about, I think, how they start. And, and I want to hide this real quick because I want to piggyback on something you said. Pinnacle Bank Arena is a blast. I mean, the the that atmosphere is electric. Is it is it among the top in the conference? We don't have the tradition yet i mean we don't have the success to have built on the tradition but there's such an energy there i mean you go back how many years to no sit sunday right uh and then i think that every time a team comes in and maybe they don't get it the first maybe they don't get that taste the, the first time around maybe nebraska is not as competitive but when nebraska is is playing well when when things are going their way and and i don't say that to mean you know that the, the there's only energy when when the team's winning or competitive, but you know you, you get down twenty points early does take the air out of the arena. But there is there's a buzz, there's an electricity in in PBA that really is as Nebraska continues to improve on the court, the uh, the arena atmosphere is just going to get more and more exciting. And, and opposing teams are going to have to be on the lookout because they're they're not going to be able to come in and walk over Nebraska. Yeah, that's that's the thing about the Big Ten, especially, and I did really all basketball, college basketball anyway, uh, is owning your home court. And I think Nebraska's done a decent job of that this year. You know, they they put a they could have won a few more games. It would have been nice, but you know, they're we're going to see what happens for the rest of the season. There is this thing about us making the NCAA tournament that is uh, going <laughs> around, and it's you know, it's kind of funny. But Nebraska just doesn't. They don't have. I don't think they have any quad one wins. And you know, when they look at who you've beaten and who you've lost to, we're hurting other people way more than anything else. I think uh, our NET is in the 90s, and in order for us to get into the NCAA tournament, it would have to jump like up into the 40s, and that's just not possible with this few games. Minnesota isn't going to help us, right? Michigan State is decent but they're again they're not big 
you know, they're not a high-ranked team because of the season they're having. And other than just winning out the Big Ten tournament, which, who knows? Put it this way. I think we're still down. If Nebraska, Don Dre says if Nebraska wins out and makes the semifinals of the Big Ten, they should be dancing. I don't know about that. I just don't think our record is strong enough. Because I, it's because of the quad, the lack of quad one wins, the top wins against top teams. I think an NIT bid is, is you know, that's the thing about it. An NCAA tournament bid is way off in the distance. An NIT bid seems way more reachable. And any kind of postseason whatsoever for the basketball team would be, well, it would be pretty damn funny, wouldn't it? I mean, think about it for a minute. Our football team hasn't been to a bowl game in like 83 <laughs> years, and our basketball team gets into postseason. I I think that you know it should get some uh, some oomph to the basketball program, and it'd be nice. I just I'd like to see us do something neat with men's basketball because it's it, it, whether you it's like time. it or it's not due. or care it or not, it's a high profile sport. Right. And if you're going to commit to excellence as an athletic department, you shouldn't just pick and choose. What you're going to be good at? Yeah, let me say, be excellent in all areas. But but fandom, and I'm not here to to jump uh, on Jaskers. But you see a lot of people out there who love Nebraska football and Duke basketball, or North Carolina, or or any any other, you know, Kentucky, you know, any other blue blood basketball like. No, you're you're all in or you're not. You know, like I'm not. I'm not. Look, I live in Illinois, and Illinois has had a lot more men's basketball success than Nebraska. But I'm not an Illini fan. Right. I'm a Husker fan, and it doesn't matter if it's football, men's basketball, women's basketball, volleyball, baseball, softball, rifle, bowling, gymnastics, wrestling, and all the other ones that I've missed. Chess. I don't care. The only thing that matters to me, John. Yeah, Only good job. Um, <laughs> no, I, I let let's talk about those tier one wins. We gotta go back. We gotta mention, if nothing else, just to piss off those Jasker people. Sunday, December fourth, that win over now number seven Creighton, and I believe they were, or no, they were they were number seven. They at were the time. number seven then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, come on, that's that's a that's a tent pole victory right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and they were beating Iowa. Oh, that too. Well, we get the opportunity yeah. to beat Iowa again. Yeah. Could you imagine in the premier men's sports, football and basketball, if we had three wins against Iowa this year? That's what I'm talking about, causing them pain. Because for be years we had to put up with we couldn't beat them in football. We beat them in football. We kept them from winning the Big Ten West. That should be pain. But if we could sweep them in men's basketball, I'm telling you right now, even if you don't follow Nebraska men's basketball, if you just bring up that we beat them in basketball at all, <laughs> they're going to be in pain because of it, and they're going to shut up. There you go. That's what sports is for. Uh, you know, living vicariously through the uh, lives of younger people and better athletes. And better athletes. Uh, yeah. Brian said a few minutes ago, uh, how many Big Ten teams make the NCAA tournament? Six? No, eight or more this year. I, I agree. Yeah. There's no no. There, there's no way half the field makes the Big Ten tournament. Or, I'm sorry, not the, uh, the, the NCAA tournament. 
I just I don't think the conference is that strong. No, it isn't. It's just not so. a good year for the Big Ten. Which is, I guess, good for Nebraska as we try to trend, you know, upward. Um, but it's definitely, you know, you you can't just take advantage of a down conference in this year. You gotta you gotta rebuild and 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 be there to compete when the conference is, you know, premier. And look, let's we said it before: the Big Ten conference, the Big Ten men's basketball is a meat grinder. It is a meat. Nobody nobody gets out alive. Um, everybody deals with injuries, uh, and and everybody has. You know, like Nebraska's had their share of injuries, and and you just, you know, it's it's not always the best team. Sometimes it's just the 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 lucky team at at the end of the season. So um, we'll just see. You know, we've got as we we mentioned before, there are three regular season games left, uh, and we just got to. I say we like I I, I factor into this. The squad just has to take care of business, Minnesota. Uh, coming up on Saturday, Michigan State. Both of those games are at home, and then you go to Iowa City on uh, Sunday, March fifth, and and that's you know Bubble Sunday, I, I think. No, that's not Bubble Sunday. That that that's tournament time. Anyway, moving on. Um, anything else, men's basketball? No. Okay, John. Hmm? Why don't you go ahead and pull up that thing you pulled up before? <laughs> are you going to read this or am I? I'll read it. You have a better voice than I do. This thing? Yep, that's an I had to take a had a wet whistle. All right. Press conference advisory. Media members. Nebraska Athletics will hold a press conference on Friday at 1.30 p.m. for an announcement regarding an upcoming special event in the fall. Those in attendance are and available to the media at the event will include Nebraska Governor Jim Pillen and University and Athletic Department officials. The press conference will be held on the sixth floor of West Stadium Press Box. Media may access the press conference area at 12.45 p.m. The end. <laughs> I guess I didn't need to include that last bit about where you go for the conference, but whatever. Now we all know. Yeah, I just cut and pasted it. So they're, they're going to hold the press conference Friday to announce a big special event. What do you think it is? Everybody well, speculate. Come on, all you people in chat. Let's go. Brian has speculation. He he mentioned this uh, early on in the show. Uh, he's a just joined in. Pillen was a regent on Hale Varsity. They said they suspect the press conference is something in works to set volleyball attendance record. And he goes on to say, <laughs> by setting up a volleyball court in Memorial Stadium for a triad of UNL, UNO, and Carney playing matches. No. I mean, we're we're getting we're getting multiple people saying that. Let's look at the more previous comments. James Boardman says, "Volleyball at Memorial Stadium set the attendance record. Suck at whiskey." No, you don't think that's what it is. Or no, nope, they're going. Down? It's a big event to note, announce the building of the Tom Osdome. <laughs> Jack Jack Mitchell. The radio host in Lincoln, he speculated about what concert they could be announcing, and he listed people like I don't know Drake and Lady Gaga and what's that Swift girl and uh, the Rolling uh, Stones. I Taylor Swift. Yeah, I think I think that's who it is. Uh, the Rolling Stones, U two, and Drake, and 
you know what? You know what I think it is? If it's going to be a concert, it's only going to be one of two people. Weird Al or Dolly. Because we all know that Weird Al can fill that stadium in a moment's notice. And so could Dolly. Maybe they'll do it together. Dolly Parton could sing Jolene live and then Weird Al could do Pauline. <laughs> and of course, on Twitter, what I posted about this, what I posted about this, Greg, was that really the most special thing that they could announce is the appearance of a winning football team. <sighs> Are you still there? <laughs> oh my god, I think he's frozen. Maybe I'm frozen. Uh, okay. Can you can uh, you hear me now? Yeah. Hello. You're you're just frozen on the line there. Spike um volume said I said that the best thing that they could make an appearance or they could announce is the appearance of a winning football team. Hello. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, we're still going here. Uh, let's see. Greg, Fred Sacco says uh, Greg is frozen in anticipation, I'm which he appears to be. Uh, that that's that's a that is a winning recipe. You put but memorial. <laughs> You're still kind of ushy. Okay, uh, Brian. Well, and he went away completely. Brian Bauer said uh, they were speculating. Let's just put this up. Brian Bauer says they were speculating having a concert after volleyball. Larry the Cable Guy with Adam Devine, two Nebraska comedians, if tickets aren't too high, could sell out to Memorial. I, you know, I think that's true. Oh, I read that as Larry the Cable Guy and Adam with Adam Devine, and then two more Nebraska comedians, which I think would be kind of neat. I mean, give them some exposure. Uh, Fred comes in and he says... Uh, I bet it's the Flying Salami Brothers running jet sweeps versus the Husker D with Bo coordinating. I think that was a hurt, that, but that would be hurtful. Uh, but there was all sorts of speculation on Twitter about what it is, but apparently you could stay tuned tomorrow for a big announcement about something that's going to happen at Memorial Stadium. I don't know what, you know what? I don't know what Greg had planned next. And normally I let Greg plan the shows. But let's see. Uh, Fred comes in with, wait, he's coming back. He is back. What I missed. Okay. Uh, you missed just rampant speculation about what they're going to be announcing. I like that. Rampant speculation is my best, my favorite type of speculation. Yeah. I, nobody, nobody's coming in on my uh, Dolly Parton thing. Well, could you imagine Dolly and Al uh, singing "Islands in the Stream" together? Yeah, I think that would be unbelievable. I, I, I'd be all for it. 
I'd be all for it. Um, is is today really Tom Osborne's yeah. birthday? Yes. I didn't know that my twins share a birthday with Dr. Tom. Yep, I think it's he's 86. My twins are two, so they got a few. 19, years wait a minute, 1937. Is that right? 2023, 19. Yep. I can't do math in my head anymore. Yep, Is that 86. Right? 86. Okay, so yep. 86 years old. Wow, that's a long time to be alive. Old enough to be relevant, young enough to not have to fight in World War II. I had a meeting with my financial planner yesterday, and he showed us a plan out till the year 2064. And I was like, oh, my God, you have high hopes for me. <laughs> I'm thinking, get, get me past the next 10 years and see how much money I can leave for my wife. <laughs> John, John, we didn't meet yesterday. <laughs> okay. Um, we're, do you have more subjects, more topics, Greg? I do. Should, should we just keep going with it? With yeah. it? yeah. All right. So you know how uh, in the not-too-distant future, the Big Ten, which is already 14 teams, is yeah. going to be uh, getting bigger, growing, expanding? Yeah. UCLA and USC. This came across my desk today that I felt, well, this ought to be a fun topic to discuss and, and share with the good people of uh, the Five Heart show live and this is all rampant speculation i'll I'll start right there but it would be what the big 10 conference would look like with you guessed it even more expansion john let's uh let's let's show that image to the good people oh wait a minute oh you have it okay yeah so we have basically the the big 10 west consisting of All former Pac-12 teams, USC, UCLA, Washington, Oregon, and Stanford. In the Midwest, the Big Ten Midwest Division, Nebraska, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Illinois. In the East, you have Rutgers, Maryland, Penn State, Ohio State, Indiana. And in the Central, you have, I'm going to do this out of order, Michigan, Michigan State, Northwestern, Purdue, and the least likely of all to happen, in my opinion, Notre Dame. What? Where's that? Are you not seeing- oh my God! It is there. I didn't notice that before until you said that out loud. That's why I I said it the way I did, John, to build up the anticipation. Okay. So. But Notre Dame will never join a conference. Oh, you know they're tied to the ACC really closely, but anything can happen. I mean, if you're going to have a super conference, I guess you have a super conference. Let's talk about how this will play out. How would it play out? You'd play everybody in your division naturally. Right. You know, so Nebraska continues to get Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Illinois every year. Yeah. There's four games. You can play two out-of-division opponents, you know, be it on a setup on a rotation. So, you know, that gives you to ten games, and then you have two non-conference games. Why have they put the nerds over in the other division and given us Illinois? Would you rather change? I don't think it matters. I, I do. I want to play the nerds. I want the quadrangle of hate to stay intact. <laughs> quadrangle hate. <laughs> well, I, I think... mean, the battle for NU has been a pretty good game every year. You know, he, it's I, true. You know, Northwestern has fallen on hard times the last couple of years. But this certainly is interesting. I mean, you still have USC, UCLA... I think Washington but, fits into that pretty well out there. 
But look, oh uh, that they but they have Ohio State and Michigan in different divisions, meaning right. that they would not potentially play each other every year, what? and that would, I think, cause a lot of friction in those fan bases. It probably yeah it would it probably would cause a lot of, you know what it would here's the thing about that it would cause a lot of friction until you looked at those people and said okay you can play each other other year and the chances of you not winning a championship are much higher than if you didn't and then see what they say and I'm I'm guessing they'd still say no we're playing each other every year you sons of bitches and then you know riots would begin. But I, this is a very interesting alignment. I mean, you've got Ohio State and Penn State there, and the rest are kind of, you know, I don't, they're sluggards. Uh, Michigan Notre Dame's a longstanding rivalry that kind of went away. Uh, Nebraska and Iowa, USC, UCLA, Washington and Oregon are certainly, Oregon's up there. I mean, suddenly you have the Pac-12 equation out of this coming in as a very strong contender for their division. Right. Huh. I don't know. I we'll we'll see what uh we'll see what the future brings. Uh Brian has a couple of comments that are really really uh spot on. He says uh he likes this better than throwing us in with the West Coast weirdos. Uh and I also think it it may minimize well, if you have to make two trips out west based on my you know, you know, ideas of if if the conference grew to this point. <clears throat> Um, and you have these little pods and, and, uh, um, you know, and, and so forth. You still make two trips out West. Um, but you know, I, I like the, the, the stability, I suppose, of all the, the people we already know and hate. And then he says, do you have a four team playoff for conference champion or is conference championship irrelevant by then? I, you almost got to just take two best, right? Yeah, you have not... to, I think you have to take the two best, and then those go. You see who gets into the twelve-team playoff that's coming. Right. I mean, wow, yeah, this is a lot of change. But then you know we're all we're going through a a pretty tumultuous time in football. I mean, I've I have been spending a huge amount of my time going back to the eighteen nineties and the nineteen hundreds and reading newspaper articles and stuff like that. And, you know, there's been a lot of change over the years for college football, and it still remained a game that all of us love a lot. And I don't think that's going to change regardless of, you know, back in the early, let's see, when was it? I want to say in the early 1920s or in the 1920s, most Nebraska fans who pay attention to long-term history for football could tell you that, oh, Nebraska beat Notre Dame and da-da-da-da-da. But what they probably can't tell you is that Nebraska and Minnesota were enormous rivals uh, back in, I think it was 1914, 1912, somewhere in there. And those games really helped Nebraska on the national map because Minnesota was known more than we were at that time. And Nebraska played against the Red Grange at Illinois, Bob Subsky's teams, and beat them well and uh, became a nationally known uh, quantity then, too. But uh, those are just kind of changes that have got, you know, stuff that's happened. And now we went to the Big 8, went to the Big 12, big, you know, Big 6, Big 8, Big 12, now the Big 10. And it's just change, and we'll just see right. where it comes out in the end. Fred says uh, Ohio State canceled a series with Washington, so that kind of implies UW may land in the Big Ten at some point. 
right. I don't know. You could always just make this uh, draw the conclusion that Ohio State fears Huskies. Anything's possible. Um, And then we've got uh, uh, Brian says meat chicken and Indiana could be swapped if Michigan and Ohio State need to stay together. But then I think you lose Michigan, Notre Dame, which is not a an every year thing, but you also lose Michigan, Michigan State. Um, I feel like it's hard. (coughs) You know what? It is hard. But guess what? You sons of bitches in the Big Ten. We lost everything that we had when we joined. I mean, we had – whether it was a good thing, well, that's just it. And Vince, it's – okay, Vince Watson said, would Ohio State versus Michigan not playing every year be any different than when they broke up Nebraska versus Oklahoma every year? You know, no, it wasn't, but you can even go further than that. I mean, Nebraska, Kansas probably wasn't one of the herald rivalries, but it was one of the longest-standing series in the history of college football. So, uh, you know th- – th- you either change or you die. That's it. You know, adapt or die. And I don't a think lot those are the only is, two choices in life, John. Well, they are. <laughs> For the purposes of this podcast, Greg, they are. Are you changing the rules of life just to suit this podcast, John? No, you just you do have to adapt through life. Like right now, you're adapting to being a father. And when you become a parent, you give up a huge chunk of your life to raise your children. If you're doing it right, and that's a commitment and a sacrifice you make. So adapt well, or or die, and it doesn't mean die. It means lose the value to you, you know, sometimes. And it's okay, Greg. In 20 years, you'll get it back, and everything will be completely changed. And you'll go, what the fuck happened? That's that's what I'll say. <laughs> yeah. I'll yes. say what in the world happened. I, I'm well, older okay, you will say that. I, I'll say the other thing 38,000 times in a row. That's okay. Um Fred says that uh, the Big Ten would never break up Michigan-Ohio State, and I, I kind of think he's right. Yeah, I, that's a hard thing to do. I mean, it is. It is the. I you know what? You know what the Big Ten needs. Rivalry. You know what the Big Ten needs. The Big Ten needs Texas to come in and throw its weight around. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it doesn't. Um. All right, we're. Well, we're, we're, let's talk some recruiting. Some recruiting? I, I don't usually use the shortened version. I felt a little bad and dirty saying it. Recruiting. Okay. On the recruiting trail. Well, on the uh, recruiting tail. Fred gave us this one, uh, this nugget, very early on in the show, so thanks for hanging out all night with us, Fred. Uh, this Rayola news is encouraging. Our staff has it recruiting so hard. Whoever pulls them out shall be crowned King of England. Well, they, I saw a quip today that Steve Sipple was on some radio program this morning, 1620 or something, and said he talked to the Riola kid, and he has not canceled his trip to Georgia. So I don't know. We're going to find out in the next few months is what's going to happen. Maybe Steve Sipple's just being a winning or unwitting pawn in a recruiting battle, a, a, a contract war. How early... Now, look, you're one of the most sought-after high school prospects, especially at the quarterback position. How early do you commit? I think it's whether or not you enjoy the process. Okay. I mean, the reality is this. If you're being recruited by Nebraska, Nebraska is probably going to look at you and say, "We're only you're going to be the only recruit, your quarterback we're going to take in this class. If you're being recruited by Georgia, they're probably not going to tell you that. 
Or they might tell you that and go get another quarterback, at which point you go, well, screw you guys. Your word is shit. So I, I think that's all about really do you enjoy this recruiting process? Do you enjoy the tension? And I mean, why not if you're a young guy? Or do you just want to go, you know what? I want to have this settled and done so I can – I want to figure out where I want to go. I'm going to pick them, and then I'm going to figure out and concentrate on other things, and that's really individual to each kid. So – I I don't know. If right. I was Dylan, if I was Dylan Royola, uh, if you put me in his shoes, I'd wait until about four games into Nebraska season. See how it's going. <laughs> well, I, it's not even how it's going in terms of wins and losses, but I just see how the coach reacts with his players, how the players react to the coach, how the whole staff is reacting to each other. I'd study film on the sidelines, literally film of looking what people are doing of the sidelines. Lines. That's what I'd look at. How are they interacting? How are they talk to each other in game day situations? You know, I like it. I like it. Because um, I, I was going to ask you if you were an eighteen-year-old, almost senior in high school, or seventeen, eighteen-year-old, almost a senior in high school, who's one of the more sought-after players. What would you like? How long would you draw out your decision? Would you? Would you enjoy? being courted by all of these suitors? If, you know what? If, uh, if somebody gave me free trips all over the place, I sure as hell take them. Yeah, because nothing says a good time like Athens, Georgia. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> I haven't tried. If, if somebody said, hey, do you want to come see Tennessee? I'd go, well, I've never really been to Tennessee. Yeah, I do want to see what's going on there. You know, my kid, my daughter, my daughter, for some reason, went to school in Biola. Biola is a private Christian school south of L.A. And we went out there with her and we talked to them. And, you know, honestly, they had a good biochemistry program, which is why she wanted to go there. And there was nothing. There was no reason I would ever. I'd never heard of the place. And I thought, why in the hell would my daughter want to live in L.A.? Well, she gets done and she's. We're sitting in the airport waiting to go home, and she just looks up and she goes, this is where I'm going. I'm going to do this. This is where I'm going to live. And we're like, well, it's your decision because, you know, I didn't pay for a college. And I said, you know, if I don't pay for your college. You can go wherever the hell you want. But if I pay for your college, guess what's going to happen? You're staying close to home, sweetheart. Well, you're. I get to choose. And it no. may not be the choice you like. And that's because it's my freaking money. There you go. River burger burger burger. Dad burger burger. Well, can can I do what they call? I was in, going back in time there. I sound like it. Uh, speaking of going back, can I do what they call in comedy a callback, John? Okay. Okay. Well, you mentioned you know a free trip to Tennessee, Knoxville, right? Yeah. And I threw in my Google machine. I said, "Well, by golly, how far is Knoxville to Dollywood?" Come to find out, it's only forty minutes. That's what you looked up? I did. Okay. I was curious. I was curious. How far is it from Knoxville to Dollywood in case in case that's important to some people? I've been to Dollywood, John. I I went there on my honeymoon. <laughs> really? Yeah, I did. We, we we split it between Nashville and, and Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge uh, area because oh, we like wow. uh we, we like amusement parks and uh and uh we'd already been to Six Flags and we've been to Holiday World in Santa Claus, Indiana. And Dollywood was like the next one that was within driving distance. <laughs> we were poor. 
you know. Um, <sighs> and it was fun. They have uh, a bald eagle sanctuary at Dollywood, among other among other things. It was very nice. Okay, look at this. Look at this. Brian Bauer says, yelled, yelled, get off my lawn to anyone today, John. No. Do you know why? Because it snowed a foot. Nobody's on my lawn except massive <laughs> shit tons of snow. You didn't yell at the snow to get off your lawn. <laughs> well, I, I, I did, but, it, you know, it snowed. It just, didn't work. Yeah, piles together and just, you know. Um, Fred says that he likes your idea of, of Rayola waiting, you know, till fourth week or so. Uh, but he says, he does say, and I don't disagree that it is said that that's what college football's come to, you know. What what did we do? Let me ask you this, John, because you're older than dirt. What did you do for commitment news before commitment announcers became a thing? You just wait till National Signing Day, or did you just yeah. wait till the program rolled out the first, you know, the spring game or something like that? I mean, are we realistically we've created this culture of yeah. you look at me now and and in this. I don't want to say twenty-four hour news cycle because that it in is. itself it, that's exactly it, it, it is. But it, but that's you know kind of has 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 some negative connotations. But we we've we've built up these kids to be heroes. No, you know, I don't think that's anything different than it ever was. But you never knew about it. Go back forty years. I'm gonna let's go back forty years, John. The years nineteen eighty-three. Yeah. And I can I'm, guarantee you when Mike Rozier showed up on Kansas, we all pooped ourselves. Okay. You didn't have it on your phone. You didn't have it in your face all of the time. But you kind of went, okay, Mike Rozier, Tommy Fraser, those names. I mean, listen, those those were the days of it wasn't just you. It was, oh, my God, who did Oklahoma freaking get for a quarterback this time? Yeah. Because the but, battles back and forth between Nebraska and Oklahoma were so vicious, you always wanted to – well, you wanted to know whose name you had to hate that season, you know, for Oklahoma. So, I, again, it wasn't like it is now where there's, there's – there weren't stars. Right. And there wasn't the constant attention. But I think that, you know, it's just a little different than it is it was before. But you still paid I, attention to it. Let me ask you this. Again, let's go back 40 years. When you're on campus, mm-hmm. and, and you see this stud athlete walking, do you miss that communal campus pooping of oneself? <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't resist. It's like everybody's I don't think like, you, I everybody don't think in the you, quad all at once. <laughs> I don't think. I, at least I didn't. I don't really. I didn't really do that. I, I know. I was, that was a joke, I was thinking about was this lately. I was thinking about this lately, you know, for the purposes of coming up with YouTube videos. I will tell you a story about a, a, uh, an altercation I had with a Nebraska football player at a party one time. And I can't remember who the guy was. But, I mean, he was – he was the hugest human being I've ever seen in my life. I probably six foot four, two hundred and sixty pounds. Not a single bit of fat on him, and he is this enormous black guy. And I started talking to him. We, and the, the, you, you, I thought you were describing me there for a minute. There was another girl at this party, and she looked exactly like one of the girls on the volleyball team. 
And I asked her, you know, she was standing there talking to, uh, she, he was standing next to me and she was standing in front of me. And I said, well, do you play volleyball? And she goes, no, I, I get told all the time. I look like one of the girls on the volleyball team. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, and, and he said something to, to me, like, who do I look like? And I said, you know, you're the spitting image, image of Woody Allen. <laughs> he looked at me and he goes, he goes, who's Woody Allen? And I said, he's a tiny, pale Jewish writer. And, and one of my friends walked by and he starts laughing. And one of my friends walked by and I, I kind of hit him on the shoulder. And I said, hey, Jeff, doesn't this guy look exactly like Woody Allen? And his eyes got this big and he ran away. <laughs> but every time I saw that guy at parties for the next two years, I would walk into the party and I would spot him and I would immediately start yelling shit at him. Like I was going to kick his ass and there was nothing he could do to touch me and all this stuff. And all the people around me didn't know that we knew each other because we started talking after that. He was a really nice guy. I can't remember what his name is now, but uh, you know, they would just shit themselves. And it was fun for both of us to watch people's just, their eyes got huge and they'd be like, Oh God, John's going to die right in front of us. And it was it was a it was a great deal of fun. No, that's a tremendous story, John. Thank you so much for sharing. I don't I don't have any college stories like that because nobody that I went to college with was six four two sixty without a ounce of fat on them. Um, but I did drink a lot of bad cheap beer in my college years. <laughs> Kind of, I had, yeah. I I majored in beer. <laughs> majored in beer. Uh, yeah. Apparently, apparently that's the thing. I got a buddy. I think I've talked about this on the show. He's uh, uh, really getting into homebrew, and, and he's going to have a brewery out of his out of out of uh, his property there. And he's got good stuff. Like he, he's he's won some awards uh, already very early on. But he went uh, took online courses through Cornell to be a master brewer. And I was like, that's, I didn't know you could do that. But anyway, um, all right. We got a couple Wait, things here. Go ahead. I was going to ask a question of you and everybody else. Okay. There are some, there are, there, these are things that I wonder if anybody even is cares about hearing about, but I think that they're big issues for me. There, if you remember a couple of years ago, the NCAA lost the Alston case. And when they lost the Alston case, basically they lost the ability to control players' name, image, and likenesses, and that's why we have nil. There are other cases coming up through the legal system that may determine whether uh, college football, as we know it, continues to exist. And they are about whether or not college football players should be ruled to be employees. And I really haven't I've, – I've read about this, and I've kind of looked into it a little bit not enough to talk about it during a show but i wonder if anybody's even you know do you care does anybody care i I would say yes i do care what about the audience though we do this for the audience greg because we love our people well you said you 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 said you asked me and and everybody i I just answered first okay okay uh we're getting comments from the last topic <laughs> uh, uh, all right so when, uh, you, 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 the, you the viewers uh, yeah. are you interested in the 
in in delving into the uh, classification, I suppose, of these student athletes as employees, based on the the NIL and and all the legal mumbo jumbo that uh, I haven't studied yet, because we're just fleshing out if this is a worthwhile topic to discuss. Just give us a yes or no, you know, at your leisure. We got nothing but time. It's nine thirty-five. Some of us have to work tomorrow. <laughs> All of us have to work tomorrow. Haven't you? Haven't you learned to go without sleep yet? Yeah, I don't go to bed until midnight, and I get up okay. by six. And, and sometimes it, it's later than midnight. So here, a little peek behind the curtain for everybody. Uh, John doesn't know this yet, but he's going to be writing up the article for tonight's show. <laughs> That's why I'm trying or, to take take uh, uh, good notes. notes. Yeah. He uh he's at least going to amend the the quick write up I did earlier uh well, I guess last night uh for for the purposes of YouTube and Facebook and I guess Twitter that nobody really watches on Twitter. Uh but I will get to editing the audio and then when John gives me the all clear then I'll I'll slap the audio in um and depending on this has happened before. I will fall asleep in my chair, laptop in place waiting for the file to upload and then i will wake up at 2 30 or 3 in the morning and i'll be like oh i still have to put in the commercials or you know uh, put put it into the show and then i'll finally go to bed at 3 30 and the alarm will go off at six so we appreciate everybody with this uh, insider knowledge of how the five heart show operates all right so we got some uh answers james borden says never thought about it Okay, <laughs> perfect. That's exactly the answer we were, we were we were we just wanted an answer. Yes, yes, no, or indifferent. Um, Matt Hansen says, "Yep, employees." And uh, Fred says, "Employees are not with the NIL. What's it even matter anymore? It's all such a mess with the pay and legal hoops as this goes on." I don't disagree with that either. Well, trust me, if this gets ruled that they they can be employees, the 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 nil thing is a minor minor inconsequential item compared to what the changes would be. All right, Mini, whoop, wrong button. Mini says employees. Yes, I care. I mean, they should pay taxes like everyone else, and they already act like employees with having to show up to certain times and medical stuff. Um, I think so the I'm, big key here is. Well, they do. They will pay taxes on their nil stuff. I hope oh, somebody sure. is explaining all this stuff to them. But she is right about the uh, you know showing up and actually performing work and particularly the medical stuff. I think they're covered by medical stuff, but not long term. If you were to get injured permanently in high in college, you know what's the long term right. care of that? The really big issue here is this: is if they are ruled to be employees, what happens with everything? I, th my question would be, uh, to, and I don't mean to interrupt you, John, I apologize for being rude, but with that classification of employee, you can take the student-athlete part out. Yeah. They don't have, I mean, it, if if they are there, and look, we, we know that in some conferences in the Southeast, uh, they have been paid under the table for years, right? It, only in the Southeast, it's never happened in the Midwest, ever. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, you know, taxes, yes, but, but when you become an employee, 
then you you're like okay well then I'm here to I'm I'm here officially then to play football and not get an education and that's what my concern would be I think we should still and maybe this is old man Greg talking but I think we should still try to hold on a little bit to that that student part um well, you, you have to you have to be an enrolled as a full time student to be at a university. So, but you know what I mean, right? I mean, yes. Like, not that I'm not. I'm not saying that there's no emphasis put on academics right now. Like, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I know. You know, this is one of the things that Nebraska has, has touted for a number of years. I mean, as long as I've been podcasting about Nebraska, it's been you know the the uh, academic all Americans and things like that. But if if you reclassify these young people as employees, I think in doing so, you almost strip away that academic necessity, and and it and it gets in, it gets into a touch. I, no, again, you, no, you don't. You do not because you have to be. You still have to be a student. You have to be enrolled to be a student. There's certain requirements you'd have to be to be a student at campus. And these are not the problems. The problem, the real sticky part of this comes in exactly here is who gets to be the employees and gets a, and what wage did they get? Is it just the football team? Because they make all the money for the universities. And part of their revenue supports the 20 other sports at the right. university. Nebraska has 22 sport, varsity sports. Who pays for them? Nebraska football, Nebraska's men's basketball, and volleyball, they're a profit. They're probably the only team, volleyball team in America that's profitable. Those athletes pay for all the other sports. Okay? Are you going to pay them? You're not going to pay the other sports? Right. Yeah, you, you can't. can't you, you can't do that because no. of Title IX, probably, because Title IX is all about equality. So they, this well, is, there's this a, is where a Todd, massive the, amount of stuff coming in here. Yeah. The other problem is, is uh, who's going to legalize? Who's going to unionize? And if who's they gonna, unionize, yeah, and, are they going to have collective bargaining agreements? Because Northwestern and just use, and you're, yeah, you're going to do this versus private universities, different than public universities. It's the enormous issue. So I don't. Yeah, I've been I, looking at it, but and I don't. Mini Hunt uh, uh, through YouTube says the job description is student athlete, but I think if the if the job description is you know football player, right? You know, as an employee, like, and I understand. Yes, you have to be enrolled. You have to, but do the. And I'm I'm for the education, so I'm not like trying to to shut out the education, but. You're like, okay, well, I'm look, I'm on campus. I'm being paid to, you know, tackle people, catch touchdowns, whatever it is. I don't need to go to philosophy. I don't need to go to chemistry. You know, I do you have do you, in in order to in order to if we're trying to regulate this and and we're not, but somebody will eventually. Do you have to say, all right, well, in order to keep this status. You need to maintain X GPA. You know, well, you, you already have student workers all over campus. 
I mean, if you're an IT, chances are if you're going to help desk, it's a student worker that's helping you for the initial level one problem. You know, if you go to, I, I did student work at Nebraska. I did, I was a member of the Morocco project for a while. And I learned a shit ton about Morocco because I just really helped them with their, like, I don't know, their reports and studies and stuff like that. It was very interesting for me. I, you know, I didn't like, know shit about Morocco. Like Casablanca? Yeah. Interesting. What can, was, you, what I, can you tell me about Morocco, right, John? It was, uh, what? What can you tell me about Morocco? Well, I think it was Nebraskans were working with Morocco to teach them things about irrigation and learn about growing stuff in their environment, you know, uh, Morocco and desert and things like that. I mean, it was very – I learned a shit that is very about good. Morocco. No, that's very you know, cool. That was Thank part of the student job. So a, an athlete being an employee – I mean, I don't know of any, none of us, in fact, I, I, my first computer job was working in a student lab or a, yeah, a student lab at the home ec department. It's not called that anymore. Home, I can't remember what they call it. It's not home ec. That's a bad word. But, you know, that college. Mm-hmm. And that was my first computer job. And I got, you know, I got paid for that. And I, I did stuff okay. like that. It gave me an entry into the IT career that I had later. And look at you now. Now you're a titan in your industry. <laughs> All right. I don't no, know about that. It, uh, it, it's great. Thank you. Thank you for bringing up that, that NIL and, and where it could be going. Because, um, you know, as, as we meant, you know, some of the commenters like never thought about it. Um, it's not something I, I think about or, or dwell on. You know, I think like most people, uh, I'm like, all right, just bash each other's heads in on Saturdays and, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> um, okay, right, here we go. Terrible, just terrible says yeah. home ec became family consumer science. There you go. Yeah. And Fred says, uh, student work help desk is great, but are they getting a runs and nil deal and or making thousands? Probably not. True. But John, that has no to relation choose. to them being a, an employee for the university. John, if you had to choose right now, mm-hmm. you have you have a nil opportunity, but you have mm-hmm. to choose right now on this on the spot. Valentino's or Runza? Go. It'd probably be Valentino's. Oh, Grand Italian Buffet. Yeah. Is it because you like just, variety? No, it's you know honestly, I I don't. Oh, John! Because of the health the issues, base. I just I don't I don't eat I don't eat a lot of fast food, and because a lot part of that is because there's so much sodium in it. Uh, I don't have to cut sodium completely out of my diet, but I do live on a low sodium diet. And when you go eat fast food, everything just tastes like salt. So it's not fun, and it's not I'm, pleasant. I'm sorry. And Valentino's, you know, I like pizza. <laughs> I'd probably I mean, who do doesn't? Valentino's first. Okay. All right, here we go. Don's got a theory. Let's get to it. I think I know what the announcement Friday is. Nebraska is playing Oklahoma every Thanksgiving. Well, that would be a hell of an announcement. That would make some heads turn. It would. Would it be more it or less probable than the Tom Osdome? <laughs> more. <laughs> You think so? Yes. They're not putting a dome in Nebraska, John. 
They're not putting if they can't if they're not putting one in Wisconsin, they're not putting one in Nebraska. Oh, Wisconsin, they don't have enough money. I know. All right, we got a couple of pin messages here that I've been wanting to uh, talk about. Speaking of terrible, just terrible, uh, it says, "Did you see the video of Malachi Coleman running a four point two eight forty this morning?" I did not. That Me is either. Uh, that is uh, wow. It's going to be interesting to see that kid play football. It will be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It it, it could be a, a real game changer, you know? All right. And then let's go back briefly to the uh, conference realignment because I've been sitting on this one for a little while, and then we're just about done because we've been doing this for over 76 minutes, and we think that you folks probably need to go to bed too. Uh, but James Marshall says the West Coast teams don't belong. Colorado and West Virginia should be in the Big Ten. Thoughts? Uh, I ah, Colorado's you, just icky. No. I was going to say, could you imagine? I mean, like, I know we've had a couple home and homes with Colorado, but could you imagine having to, like, just having to and knowing there's no end in sight put up with Colorado and Iowa every year? I would say we would just invade them and take over their states. We would invade Colorado with our tremendous Nebraska armies. And take over that state and just make it Nebraska. There would be 49 states left in the Union. And Colorado would not exist anymore. (laughs) James says Colorado can go to the MWC. Um, I think in lieu of Colorado, Kansas State. No. I. Okay, Iowa State? No. Okay, well, we're not getting Oklahoma. No. I am perfectly fine with the teams that were listed on that thing. I think okay. that whoever put that together did a really good job. Uh, you know what? I I know because of some events over the last year, I have become acquainted with some high-ranking Notre Dame people, and I'm going to go ask them some questions in the next few months. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure what these events are. John, are you uh, are you going green on us? Green? Yeah, confiding Irish. But doctor events, okay? Oh, oh, oh. I've doctor. had to see a number of neurologists over the last year. I don't know why. You seem perfectly normal to me. <laughs> really? Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. I, I think I think we're getting a little uh, 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 punchy. Uh, I, I think. Wait, I got one more thing. Okay. Just don't forget to put it in the write-up. I I beat God of War Ragnarok last night. I finished the game. It's still one of the better. You know, God of War the first one time around was one of the better games I've ever played. Ragnarok was again one of the better player games I've ever played. I love Kratos. I love Atreus. I want to find out what happens to Atreus. You know, Sindri, the thing with that. But now I don't have a next game to play, and I'm I'm just lost about what the hell I'm supposed to do next now. So if anybody has any good game recommendations, I'd love to hear them. Go ahead and read that. Owen Walker says, thanks, John. I shat myself. Why did he shat himself? I don't know. Because I was doing that. Maybe. 
<laughs> um, all right, Matt Hansen says, can't believe Colorado beat uh, Nebraska two in a row under the last head coach. Uh, no, no, no disagreement there. Uh, and then Fred says, Fred, Fred's got back to back. We'll hear from Fred twice here. Existing Big Twelve teams, uh, we could accept are KU and ISU. Otherwise, hell with them. And then he says that uh, John's strange taunt or cough kind of scared him. I'm sorry, Fred. Maybe that's why Owen shat himself. <laughs> it could be. Um, John. Yes. I know you. I know you like the bathrobe. Uh huh. But I'm never staying the night at your house <laughs> until you get a haircut. I've been. It's something about, about the long hair. I've been thinking about that lately. Is your wife finally getting on you about it? No. Oh. It doesn't do her any good. <laughs> Put it this way, Greg. Somebody asked her, you know, this, like the polar plunge thing, this could be dangerous for, thing for him. Why can't, why don't you stop him from doing this? And, I, and it wasn't about the polar plunge. It was a while back, but it was the same answer. Mm-hmm. She looked at me, she looked at this person and said, Nobody's ever been able to stop John from doing anything. That's true. And I thought, yeah, that is actually, I thought back through my life and I thought, well, that's pretty, pretty damn true. It really is. If I'm going to go do something stupid, I'm going to do it. You're going to do it with you the know, full trust and full no, knowledge. No, I'll tell you, motherfuckers. Okay. <laughs> And on that insulting note, yeah, uh, we thank everybody for being here for the last 81 and a half minutes <laughs> with us. Uh, as you know, as I say every week, we can't do the show without you. We used to. It's not nearly as fun, no. uh, or it wasn't nearly as fun then as it is now. So thank everybody for spending your uh, – tonight, it, this week it was Thursday, sometimes it's Wednesday, but thank you for spending your evenings with us. Uh, we know that there's other – programming and television and stuff out there there's there's a st louis Battlehawks game on by god and uh and, and you could be you could be anywhere watching anything and we appreciate the time that you spend with us each and every week uh so for uh for our beloved founder that silver fox himself john damn Justin. my name is greg mahochko this is the five heart podcast for coronation.com where we remind you each and every week that five heart is all the heart you need john Go big red. You know, I think I, I think I need to get some red lights behind me so it looks more brothily like, don't you think? Nope. <laughs> you already wear a robe, John. Let's <laughs> let's not make it more brothily. Less. Let's take the take the bed out of there so it's less brothily. Okay. I'm surprised you didn't charge me fifty bucks for you know for me coming over and hanging out with you that one day last season. Uh, well, I I could still send you a bill. Please don't. I don't have the money. <laughs> okay. Uh, by the way, tell Todd this on uh on, on Monday night that Fred calls Todd considers Todd the irresistible object. Oh, by and God, you, I will. And you're you're the, you're a force of nature. You're I, the immovable force, and Todd is the right. irresistible object. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Good night, John boy. Good night. See, I changed it up this time. That was fun. <laughs>